welcome back to the middle class podcast this is gonna be another sub series that i'm gonna be doing um my name is brian cooper and today i'm with alexis hello and she's gonna be talking about her podcast because she's starting one of her own pretty soon and uh i was just gonna ask her questions about that and you know help a fellow future podcaster out and you know get a little bit of insight on what she wants to do so that's what we're here for so what's it gonna be about well, the podcast itself is pretty much surrounding everything that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. That ranges from mental health, that ranges from our own programming, our own our own issues that we deal with on a day-to-day. And it's not just going to be surrounded by mental health, it's going to be spiritual, it's going to be a discussion, even a debate, even between topics that, you know, we all deal with, even political Um, It came about because this year I was introduced to a lot of different people outside of who I'm accustomed to. I really broke out of it. Being that it was quarantine, I still had the opportunity to interact with so many different people via um, social media, via uh, Zoom. And I've had so many different conversations and um, perspectives put in place for me, not only not only for me, but something that I think would benefit the entire collective. Um, so with that being said, the people that I would have on my podcast would be ranging from healers to Reiki healers to shamans to um, investors, artists, dancers, singers, influencers, just your everyday people and their outlook on certain topics ranging from depression, anxiety, um, childhood programming, um, things of that nature. So the podcast itself is called Prism Podcast. Oh, okay. (laughs) I even got a name. I'm ready. I'm prepared. And hopefully I start. So hopefully it was supposed to be in november that i started because i got like my equipment and everything but then it got pushed back because you know personal stuff and then i'm thinking december is is the time just to roll in 2021 with this this brand new start this brand new perspective that's interesting Mm -hmm. sounds like you already have a pretty good idea what you want to talk about which is good you know what i mean you i feel like if you have a foundation like just a general overview um like especially with this like at least with these separate series that I want to do, you know what I mean? Like I was telling you before we started recording was that I just want to appeal to as many people as possible. And I don't know, I wasn't, I was a pretty shy kid growing up. So it's like for me to get my voice out there now, like it's interesting, you know what I mean? Especially things that are important to you. And for me, like, I think I like focusing on the individual, which I don't ever expect like this to like blow up or anything. But I guess I'm focused on the individual, though. Like, if I can touch one person and maybe change their perspective on something or open their eyes to something or, like, when I just spit out, like, a fun fact or something like that, like, I guess overall there's, um, I guess if there's one thing I really want to push is, well, number one, entertainment, because I want to make people laugh with, like, funny stories and stuff like that because with everything going on in the world we have enough serious BS to like deal with, but overall, I guess there's one thing that has like kind of been on my mind is that, and I I don't know because you want, I'm assuming, you know, talking about the topics that you mentioned, 
I think that's really interesting because like it's like mental health mm-hmm. is so important especially right now with like like air quotes quarantine and stuff like that right. so like did you have you seen that um suicide rates went up I when did. yeah when when the lockdowns happened and that's it's it's heavy you know yeah. what i mean when you think about it it's like you think about how many people are like already hanging in the balance and then now they're forced to isolate themselves and they weren't given the option. Right. They were just told, this is what you have to do. This is what you're going to do. And this is life from now on. Right. And and they didn't, they didn't take into account that there was um, people already in poverty at this time who were already struggling with their day-to-day paychecks, you know, living from paycheck to paycheck. And they live already without the certain food, the certain bills paid, like, there's children. I think my biggest um, concern was the children who were forced to stay at home with parents and families who are destructive and who are either physically, emotionally, or mentally abusive. And we didn't take into account, like, there are aspects of quarantine that I definitely think we as a collective benefited from, but there are a lot of people who were forced to be in an uncomfortable toxic environment and that was their day-to-day and that's i'm assuming why suicide rates went up why um a lot of you know children were actually asking their parents like when can i go back to school when can i like they didn't want to be home for that like certain reason and just for that it was it was a lot i think personally i benefited more so it definitely was a time of uncertainty because you don't know as like our economy itself how it was going to be determined and and what your job was going to be like were you going to be have a job the next day were they going to fire you and then bring you back a month later were they going to fire you for the entire season like i have so many people who work in the industry and they all were like cut like their entire jobs like they work at um beach clubs and clubs and their entire jobs were like cut that's their living (laughs) like that's what they know and so now they're forced to either collect unemployment or they're forced to find another job outside of what they know and i know a lot of people thrived off that because now they have beautiful businesses and like they're self-employed and that is a, a positive aspect but the negative aspect is people are still in that uncertainty and that little wave of uncertainty with their jobs with their life and and it's kind of just like it raises so much like anxiety because you don't know like at one point we're good at another point we're not we're shutting down we're up it's it's a lot it's a lot going on oh definitely it's it's been touch and go for a while you know what i mean like it's more specifically you know march april time frame it was like People are dying every five minutes. Okay, it's not that bad. Okay, it's horrible. Okay, this is like the plague. Okay, this is like the common cold. Okay, like it's been so up and down, like a roller coaster of emotions. Like if you just sat and watched the news, especially in the early times, like just for an hour, you would go through from heart attack to depression to excitement to mm-hmm. happiness to That's hope. It. <laughs> to, you, it was just a roller coaster of emotions because, especially if you're watching the news, like for me personally, I don't like the news at all. I don't watch because the news. it's just too biased for me. Because, like, especially you could watch like 
four different news channels covering the exact same topic and every single one is going to be saying something different and that's really gross to me because i'm like can you just play what's happening and let everyone else no opinions yeah yeah let them develop their own you know what i mean like because i think it's a matter of fact like three people could experience the exact same trauma like whether it be heavy or light trauma and all three of those people are going to experience it completely differently like one person is going to roll right off their shoulder and be like what like really that's not a big deal at all and then someone that's going to hit them really hard and it's going to affect them for the rest of their lives and then someone else it could affect them for a short term like maybe a few months or a year or something like that and then they get over it because everybody's just different so i think that's like really important to like for me to accept that i definitely can be a little hard-headed sometimes when like i'll have an opinion on something and like, it won't get through to someone right away, because I'm not perfect, you know what I mean? But I definitely, I do everything in my power to be open-minded. Like, whenever someone feels a certain way about something, I'm like, well, I guess more specifically, I'll think about, like, what was their upbringing like? What's their home life like? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, I don't push my opinions on everyone. Like, I just, you know, I'll say my opinion on something, and I'm like, that's that's another big thing why I enjoy podcasts, is because you can hear so many varying different opinions, and people mm-hmm. actually have the time to explain themselves where they go it's like you know someone will say something and they'll be like okay well what do you mean by that and they actually have the opportunity to explain themselves but if you watch on the news they get like those six little bubbles of people talking and they're all screaming at each other and they're just trying to get a sound bite <laughs> it's so gross it's toxic yeah but if you give someone the opportunity to like really like what we are going to be given this opportunity it's great because anybody can do it yeah. you know what i mean and not saying that everybody has to but if you want to, you can get your voice out there and be heard. And again, like what I was saying is you might be able to change somebody's life. I like that. So I just think, especially because throughout this quarantine quarantine time, um, I work with, I do in-homes. I'm an RBT, so I work with kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I work with their families as well. So when I'm in their homes, it was such an interesting experience because... They love me. They love me because of how well I work with their kids and how much progress we make together. But the the barrier or another issue was there was so much, um, so many, like so much racism and all of that mm. on the news, right? right? And so like it was such a touchy like topic whenever they like I'd, they'd have me come over. Um, they weren't necessarily racist people. I wouldn't consider them racist, but they were very um, closed minded. Um, whenever they spoke about what's happening, they would um, definitely, they were manipulated by the news. The news can manipulate the entire population. I'm assuming more so the older population because yeah, we have population. we have social media, we yeah. have Twitter, we can go on and see what's really happening. We just, we get to get our own perspective mm-hmm. versus like the news will manipulate, just like you said, what is actually truly happening. Oh, and yeah. so like they, their own perspective, they were scared. They thought like they were they thought the world was ending. they thought the world's ending they had like um cameras installed they thought like we were gonna just like the entire world was gonna ride and just like kill each other like it was gonna be a purge like yep. the, and it was so sad to see that because they're just like worried and i'm like yo you guys gotta chill relax yep. like this is not what's happening you have to understand like people are upset for this reason and this is what's happening whether you consider it to be too aggressive or not their reasoning for it is is substantial is in my opinion substantial that's neither here nor there but 
and then there was just so many different things of how people would loot and it would it would just mix the whole black lives matter thing and it, it would get ugly because you know like there's people who are protesting their rights and then there's people who are doing ignorant belligerent shit you know what i mean just yeah. like what, what is really happening so it definitely got confusing and so that that aspect of it um it it was interesting because i felt like i had to be the voice for the population outside of the home like hey this is what's actually happening and this is my perspective here like just like you said i'm giving them another perspective right of what they're seeing right yeah i was uh i actually had like a like a really similar conversation of this with lily the other day and um it, i think it, it actually kind of like stressed the importance of like completing your thought and giving someone the opportunity to explain themselves and I forgot exactly how I worded it, but it had to do with like basically the whole year with the election, the Black Lives Matter protests and the virus, because they all at some point, like if you took like a three bubble graph, like they're going to meet in the middle at right. some point, mm-hmm. like it's all at some point, the conversations are going to cross between that because they're just the most relevant topics of this year. And well, like, I, I remember one part of the conversation I was explaining to Lily. She's like, do you think that, you know, these people that are in the Black Lives Matter protests are just, like, violent people? Like, they're just out there to cause, like, stuff. Like, she was genuinely asking me because it was, mm-hmm. she misunderstood something that I said. And the, this conversation was, like, a month ago. So I'm, like, vaguely remembering it. But I remember one point I go, no, no, no. I go, what I think it is, like, my honest evaluation of, like, the, like, you know, the violence that happened, especially in Portland and stuff like that, was that 90% of the, like, protest, uh, excuse me, protest or, you know, people were exercising the right peacefully, right? And that's, that's a constitutional right to protest peacefully. And I think people took the opportunity and saw a mass gathering of people and there was, like, a couple of dickheads that were like, you know, I really don't care about the Black Lives Matter, but I see an opportunity that since I'm mixed in this crowd, I can throw a rock through this window and get a free pair of shoes or a TV or whatever. Those people weren't there for any side. Like, they had no political agenda. They weren't trying to push anything. They saw an opportunity and they took it. And there's this weird thing that happens where it's like, it's just, it's a slippery slope and it's a snowball effect where... One person does that and they see, you know, a handful of people just storming the store and they're like, well, they can't get us all. So they just go for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it just starts to spiral out of control. And then that's when, um, like, I would say there was that was a part of it. And the other part is, have you ever heard of Agents of Provocateur? No. Something like that? What is this? So this has actually been documented and approved that certain agencies whether it be the uh the fbi or the cia or whatever have actually gone in and participated in these protests and Mm. caused violence to occur so that that way like they're the first one to throw the molotov cocktail they're the first one to break a window smash a car or whatever Mm. and then that gives the police the right to break up the protest because now it's become violent it's no longer a peaceful protest Mm. so whenever they felt 
in the past like this has happened in the past i'm not sure i feel it's absolutely possible that this has happened with the recent events yeah there's been several videos where there was like a guy and he like i know that they have wear certain colors yeah to kind of show like the police like this is me like don't you know what i mean and so i know that's true yeah yeah it's just i definitely think that might have been a part of it as well i can't confirm anything because obviously i wasn't there right it's just speculation and opinion and stuff like that and it's just, you know, people are going to take advantage. People are going to take advantage. There's going to be ugly and everything. And you can't help it. You know, even though, like, everyone's trying to fight for a good cause, someone's going to screw it up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So to me, like, I definitely think it's done something. But one thing I've always felt, I guess I always kind of felt it, but I never knew how to put it into words specifically, was that it's pretty fascinating to me how poor people are at attempting to get other people to change. And what I mean by that is the worst way to get someone to change their opinion is to scream in their face and call them names or tell them you need to stop doing that. Like, stop being a racist, stop being a a Satanist, stop being whatever, like, Whenever you don't agree with the other person's opinion, whether it's politics, religion, race, all that stuff, gender and whatnot, that's probably, and again, this is my opinion, Mm -hmm. but I feel just through, because I'm a huge history buff, so like learning through history and stuff like that, because the whole point of learning history is not to repeat the same mistakes. But there's this thing that like people keep doing that when they want people to change their opinions, like obviously, if you're a good person, you want people to be better. Like... One thing I feel like you can directly say people is, like, just be better. Like, be better than those before you. Be better than that person, whatever, like, using examples. But in my holistic opinion, like, I wholeheartedly feel this, that if you want others to change, there's only one thing that I feel is the most solid thing you could do, which is be the change that you want to see in the world. Like, if you don't want other people to be racist, don't be a racist. So whenever, that also doesn't mean, I want to choose my words carefully. Like, I, I want to <laughs> it's say. It's very touchy, it's very yeah, touchy. it's very touchy, you know what I mean? Like, this is just an overall touchy subject. But there's something about confronting someone violently when you disagree with them. Okay. That what you do is, whenever you, especially if you're calling someone out publicly, like you're in a group or... It doesn't even have to be a large group. Like, if there's just, besides you and the offending party, you know, if it's just, like, me and you, and I said something racist, and you said, hey, like, have you ever thought, like, you know what I mean? Like, you you confront me about it. It's just you and me. But if we're in a big group, like, say, even three plus people, where there's more than one other person in the group, what people do is they dig their heels in. Because they're like, you know, and then you become, you become very defensive, and you're no longer open to a new point of view you're just like hey stop attacking me Mm -hmm. so i I think attacking someone is the worst approach you could do is that you know like whenever someone does like says something racist or just something racist i just kind of i don't agree and i don't disagree i don't attack them i just kind of look at them like with mostly disappointment like you mean we're in 2020 and you still have a medieval point of view exactly. you know what i mean like i just kind of i almost take pity on them yeah. out of their ignorance and i go well 
there's there's something that I also have to I try to identify with people is like whether they're just ignorant or stupid, and you know I don't care what that sounds like. You gotta pick your battles. Yeah, because exactly. like I I try to have conversation. You ever try to have a conversation with someone who doesn't have the mental capacity to understand you, or even not even understand you, but to hear you? Yes. Because at the most basic level, when you're having a conversation with someone, a debate, discussion about politics, racism, whatever you're talking about, you need to respect that someone else has a different opinion that may not align with you may not even make sense to you but at the most basic level you just have to understand you just have to listen you don't have to side with them you don't have to even respect their opinion but you have to respect them as a person to listen and just hear them out and you don't have to you know what i mean i just think it gets to a point where people get too emotional in their in their debates and it doesn't need to be anything about emotion needs to be simply about facts because once once it gets emotional then you know it starts rising then it's like uh, like i i don't hear you anymore because now i can hear it in your in your voice and your tone that you know how you're feeling is not even going to is not even going to wrap around your head you know i mean it's it's not it's it's not i'm just gonna i'm just gonna give you that one exactly no yeah it's just that's why I specifically say like um, a coworker. Um, he had this. Uh, he had a wrench because we're we're blue collar guys. He had this. Um, it was like a little wooden thing, and it was in the shape of a wrench, and it said, "You can't fix stupid." Okay. So there's also people have said that ignorance has a cure, which means you educate someone. You know I like what I mean? That. But you can't fix stupid because when someone's just stupid and they're incapable, like you said, they don't have the brain capacity to comprehend certain things, then you realize you're just wasting your breath. It's like, you know what? I hope that you become a better person. Like, you obviously don't want to wish anything ill on them. You, you can only, like, I guess I'm agnostic personally, but I guess really you could just kind of pray for them. You know what I mean? Like, I just hope you get better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or I hope that. You know, you have kids and your kids grow up with better experiences and they grow up like, you know what I mean? Like Mm. they're just exposed to more. And and that's the thing with like living in Las Vegas. It's such a mixing pot that it's just impossible. Like you can't avoid every race of person wherever you go. If you're going to the grocery store, at your job, anywhere, it doesn't matter. Everybody's indoctrinated. You know what I mean? Mm. Everybody's been integrated. Right. And... It's, I don't know, there's something to it. I, I think there's more of, have you ever, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. Oh, I really wish I had that ready. But there's this guy that he's actually, it's not even his mission, but he's con- converted several KKK members to leave the clan. Oh, is he like, um, he was a black musician? I don't is know if this guy maybe... Because oh wait okay there's a couple like movies there's there's one black musician I don't know his name but he used to play in like the jazz clubs and of course they were predominantly white and whenever they would play they'd like yay I, lo- I love your music da 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 so they'd have him sit with him and this was very rare like to sit amongst KKK members at a table and drink with them and sit with them and talk with them right. and so they got so comfortable and they were like um, speaking to him and I guess he converted like a large like number of kkk members and like to this day i think he even wrote a book about it i don't even know if he's alive but i i do know who you're talking about i just don't know his name i want to say that's him it could have been i don't know maybe but like 
I almost want to say he was on Joe Rogan's podcast too, so I don't know if that's the same guy. Yes, that's him. Maybe I don't know his name. Yeah, I can't think of his name. name. Yeah, he was just like it was incredible. He was talking about his stories, how like he literally just talked to people. Mm -hmm. He didn't scream at them. He didn't call them names. He didn't like. The best way to get some to change someone's opinion is really you have to take an indirect approach. You can't directly be like you racist piece of shit. Like that's not. Again, that causes people to dig their heels in, right. and then they just get angry and they get emotional, and then at that point, exactly how you said, they're not listening. It's just almost like whenever you're in a discussion with someone and they start to get emotional, it's almost as if they're like a little kid going, la, 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 you know what I mean? They're not, they've, they've shut down. Shut down. And then it's just like, okay, you, we, you need to reset before we can continue this conversation if you want to, mm. you know what I mean? And I don't know. I, I think... I would almost say it's a culture problem most of the time. You know what I mean? There's a criminal culture. And that's there's no race in that. A criminal is a criminal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that and even that is hard to pinpoint because our justice system isn't perfect. There isn't a perfect one. And we could go on all day about all the flaws in it, but when someone has been rightfully convicted of something, you know what I mean? That's that's a subculture. And then there's certain cultures where, like, I don't know. It's because these things aren't named. You just kind of there's certain things that you just know. Right. And you're like, OK, this is like a culture thing. And it's different from family to family. You know what I mean? And there's generations of like families that have thought and passed down their ideologies from generation to generation and that needs to be broken like exactly. the, those entire like generational curses like i've been and that goes back to like the childhood programming where we are programmed to think a certain way like my parents they have taught me a certain way and your parents have taught you a certain way and our job our duty is once we get to adults and have our own brains and minds and can think for ourselves and have been around certain walks of life that we are able to break those ideologies that started from earlier generations and create our own and i think when you're able to create a new generation of thinking is when you're going to break all these curses and break all of these um pretty much like when you just create openness and oneness and it's not about wrong or right it's about collectively like raising the vibration and raising consciousness and you know understanding people from every point of view and a lot of people are not capable of doing that i know like oh, yeah. the older generation to speak to them forget about it like it's not going to happen like imagine having a conversation to your grandpa about things that are happening now he is set in his ways he's very set now it's easier because i've seen it with my own parents like talking to them about things and having their perspective shift and them kind of understanding me on a soul level and other people and my generation but to speak to somebody who grew up in this existence in when it was how it was it's not gonna happen but i guess it's just gonna have to start with you and you're gonna have to take the take the reins right that one and i think something that's really important that it seems our generation doesn't do and i'm all, I'm, I'm very much one to like poke holes in our generation and stuff like that things that we just to be better 
You know what I mean? Because no generation is perfect. But I think as they progress, they are getting better. Because look at how far, like if you look at how short the United States history is and how much evolution we've gone through in such a, like relatively, you know, four people, if everyone lives to a hundred, like four generations, Mm -hmm. how quickly things have made a complete 180 in so many different aspects, whether it's, you know, women's rights, uh, racism, all those things, like it's getting better. There's a, you can literally look at a timeline where it's getting better. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I think, yeah, the term is called echo chambers. Have you ever heard of this? No. So echo chambers are basically where you surround yourself with people that think exactly like you and they reinforce your ideas. Mm. So that's extremely dangerous because if I'm to use the most extreme example, that's how communism started. Is because a bunch of people or any extreme form of ideology is you find people that agree with what you're saying and then you only talk to those people and anyone who doesn't agree with you you shut them out you shut them down you get rid of them you stay away from them whatever you do you don't want them you don't want to listen to them they have nothing good to say and i think no matter how good or bad a person is something i've also always lived by is you can learn something from everybody and when i was in trade school i actually went they had a program where like this guy got out of, he basically got out of jail and they're like, you need to do something and we'll pay for it. And he decided to go to trade school. And like, he was a firefighter for a while as like, I want to say that was actually a part like to help shorten his sentence. He actually fought wildfires and he told me something about like water. It was something like you shouldn't drink water that's overly filtered it's almost like you can't give distilled water to a dog. Did you know that? I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to. You, we are not even supposed to drink distilled water because okay. dis, distilled water is more specifically like if you use it in certain types of cooking or like to iron um, your clothes and stuff like that. Like uh-huh. it's a very specific intended purpose. But we shouldn't drink overly filtered water. Like there's actually arguments against the alkaline water and stuff like that because it's like, really? oh, it's super filtered and then they blah, 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 do all this stuff to it. And it's like, they're removing a lot of the natural nutrition and uh, minerals in that water. They're, they're filtering it so heavily that they're removing a lot of the things that, like, when you think of, like, ancient man, like, uh, humans as a species, right. they just drank out of rivers and ponds and things like that. Like, they knew where good water was and bad water, you know what I mean? They obviously didn't drink salt water. They knew better, but it's... It's something to the effect he's like, yeah, you actually, it's probably better for you to drink certain tap water, depending on where you live. You know what I mean? He's like, it's better to drink that water because you get more minerals from it than if you drink overly filtered water. Because that's why, like, if you're you're not getting enough electrolytes. Like, if you're drinking extremely filtered water, you have to drink, you know, some type of Gatorade or liquid IV or something like that to supplement because you're not getting it from the water because it's been so filtered. And I remember he, he explained it a lot better because he actually knew what he was talking about. And this guy, like, he didn't, off the top, like, he didn't seem like a very smart guy, but he had to learn that as a firefighter when he was fighting the wildfires. Mm -hmm. And I go, boom, right fucking there. I didn't know that. And you can learn something from anybody. A guy who just got out of prison, I learned something from this guy. So I think everybody should be given the opportunity to explain themselves. That's the First Amendment, Mm -hmm. the freedom of speech. So I think absolutely that 
if you just talk to people. And I'm very much like if I've met people and been on dates that you like and when I tell people that like you actually sat through that and I go, yeah, because it was just fascinating. You know what I mean? To hear different people's perspectives. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible to me. And I almost like. I enjoy people watching. I enjoy yeah. oh, the yeah. conversations. I, I enjoy like a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Can, no, yeah. really. Like, I love having conversations with anybody. I used to work at a substance abuse clinic, and oh, wow. all of my clients were. That's like therapy. It was. It was. It was enjoy. Like people were like, "Aren't you drained?" I'm like, I enjoy my life. <laughs> like, I get to talk for a living. Like, this is yeah. this is a thing. And so the conversations that they would have, I, my my favorite part was the initiation, like the meeting, meeting them for the first time like this is your client go meet them go talk to them get to know them yeah so the that part of it was the best because they would tell me their stories and they're looking at me like i'm some 22 year i was 22 at the time 22 year old they're 50 40 and they're confused as hell because they're like hey why is this girl half my age trying to help me get my life back on track what does she know about life and for them to start with their stories and how they got to where they are because their stories are 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 deep they're heavy like i i honestly like commend them for what they have been through they have went through a substance abuse they went through homelessness they they're going through their own mental health crises they're they're literally living as low as possible and they're striving every day so i commend them for that um but the stories <laughs> the stories that they would tell me my goodness and they got real comfortable like i oh, had yes. like i had like 60 year old men they were like yeah you see that you see that one walking down the street it's like a street walker like a little prostitute and he's like yeah i hit them like I'm okay. Dead. Yeah, All like right. some of the shit's hilarious. All right, but like just the the stories that they do have to tell you, it pretty much like has taught me that we have this one incarnation, we have this one life, and you your main job, your main reason, your main purpose for coming here is to understand, listen, and to learn and to become the best you that you can be and that is in so many different ways people strive to understand what's my purpose what am i here for you know what i mean people do drugs people interact with different relationships people you know date different people people go to different countries and states to at the soul level find their purpose and it's it's not as extreme as people think it is it really isn't oh yeah it's literally what you're driven here to do what makes your heart what makes your soul what makes you move what makes you get up every day what like even like your career doesn't even align with your purpose you could have a multi-million dollar business and that's not your purpose your purpose can be simply inspiring somebody could be simply talking to somebody could simply be you know what i mean sharing a smile could simply be helping someone get back on their feet you know what i mean it's, it's just very simple and people go through all these extremes to find a purpose when your purpose is always there you just have to kind of maneuver through what you want it to be and what um arena you want it to be but these people that i worked with they they went through some really like shitty experiences and it, it definitely humbles you and makes you extremely grateful for where you are and it shows you how not how bad it could be but a different route that your life can take and i know that living in vegas like i know growing up kids were 
doing drugs like it was normal yes. you know what i mean like going to school off the hands <laughs> it was yeah. like you know what i mean it's it was a, it was a thing it was very normal in in social groups and it gets to a point where like you see these people and you're like do you want to end up there like do you want to end up talking to i'm not even like honestly it looks kind of i'm not gonna say it looks fun but he's enjoying his life talking to a rock like having a whole conversation with a rock and like you're looking at him and you're like yo this could be you if you continue down this path and it definitely kind of puts into perspective um a lot of what living in vegas and because it's so close to it you know what i mean the strip and downtown and the homeless population is so close to each other that it's like crazy because like you're going out you're having a good time and you see a homeless person so it was kind of crazy because i would go downtown like downtown fremont downtown vegas and i would see some of my clients and i'm like Mm. this is interesting and so they'd be like alexis alexis and then my friends would be like why is that homeless person yelling your name i'm like oh that's that's somebody and i'm like and it's it's confidentiality i can't technically say that is my client that's like hipaa that's against you know what i mean so i have to just be like oh i I don't know why and so it was very interesting to kind of see that blend together because it's like an entire different like vast uh reality that i was experiencing so like doing the whole vegas you know normal thing and living and then seeing an entire differently population of people that i work with and it was definitely humbling and i'm very grateful for working there that was that was that was a fun time some people need experiences like that like i've definitely met people that have never had an experience like that you know what i mean we're like there's some people that just have no idea how other people work. Like they they're not they're not compassionate. They have no empathy. Like what if I was in that situation? What if, you know what I mean? Like people are just like, "Oh, what a fucking blah blah blah." And it's like, "Well, I don't know if they're that way as an entire person, but what they did, yeah, they, it might have been a dickhead move." Like and I at least like I try to distinguish that. Like, yeah, I'll be like, you know, that was a pretty shitty thing you did. I'm not saying you're a shitty person. Like, that was kind of a shitty thing you did. You know that, right? Like, I hope, like, at least if you own it, then that's something different. But if you're going to play it off, like, that's okay. It's not. Mm -hmm. And I guess to your point about, like, purpose, do you think every single person on this earth has a purpose? Yes. Yeah. Because your purpose, just like I said, can be as simple as you lending someone five dollars your purpose could be simply being there for somebody else your purpose can be helping someone else with their purpose i feel as though everyone has their own purpose it it gets it it ranges it's so like you can be a healer and you could be a chef and that is your way of healing people with food food is medicine you know what i mean i could see that so like when you say your purpose is one thing it there's so many different aspects of it that it can you know what i mean go into so i feel as though yeah everyone has a purpose everyone has their own purpose everyone has a life purpose everyone needs i don't feel like everyone needs to but it's definitely fun to maneuver through that because i feel as though this you're going through all of your purposes you know what i mean like your purpose could be your job your purpose could be this could be simply having these conversations and opening perspectives for people because you're enlightening them to things that they did not see before so at you think this is like just chill you're fun you're you know what i mean you get to have these conversations but this is this could be your purpose you feel me so it it's fun watching people 
kind of go through the extremes thinking that their purpose is their career and that you have to make money out of your purpose when it's it's not that at all your purpose in its entirety is is to just be not to become people want to become millionaires people want to become um hopes people want to become you know what i mean things they they don't want to just be just be just be just be something like are you saying like just be as in like be true to yourself like who you're who you are or what do you mean like just be i feel like be so stop trying to be so people try to become influential like influential and impactful Mm. be influential impactful say things you know what i mean share things you know what i mean people i want to become a millionaire okay just be wealthy think with the mindset of what a wealthy person would be and you would just be wealthy you know what i mean people try to become something and not actually be it so that that's the disconnect i feel so yeah if that makes sense no i think it does that's why that's why i wanted to clarify you know what i mean and it's just i guess there was a few connections like you know what i mean like talking to people and that's the thing like I'm always looking for a new perspective. Whenever I approach a situation, or I especially love if I witness an argument between two people, and my parents are prime examples, where my dad is arguing about the color of the table. Okay. And my mom says that she wants the table to fit in a certain space. So my dad's arguing about the color, and my mom's arguing about the dimensions of the table and they're going back and forth and i go wait hold on and i'll stop my mom and i go listen he's saying he doesn't want it to be this color right and you're saying that you don't want it you want it to be able to fit here i go do you see how you're arguing about two different things at the same time how neither of you are listening to one another Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's just like being able to clarify those things i've literally stopped my parents in the middle of an argument and then they they come they come to the realization but they're so they're older and they're hard-headed and they go ah well fuck him <laughs> and i'm just like and then he my, my dad throws his hands in the air like i just can't wait you know what i mean and it's just sometimes it's just like witnessing people's behavior like people watching you know, watching someone fight, watching someone have a discussion, people's body language and stuff like that. That's why, like, having this this conversation, sitting down and having these conversations, to me, is so important. That I wish more people would just sit down and have a conversation. We don't have to debate anything. We don't have to, like, the conversation's going to come. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, I guess whenever I told a couple of people that I wanted to do a podcast, they're like, well, what are you going to talk about? I go, there's always stuff to there's talk so about. There's so much to talk I go, about. if you're open to the conversation like you have to be open to these things like you have to be willing to talk you have to be willing to listen know when you're going on this long explanation i'm going on a long explanation to let me finish Mm -hmm. and then if there's something i didn't understand there's something that you don't understand you go okay so when you say this and then that's when like i'm telling you when you went on that whole explanation of like your experiences having that job then it was it made me think, you know what I mean? And I hope it makes other people think and it expands their mind. Like, okay, like for me, I would almost relate that to when I worked in a casino. And when it comes to the homeless, like how that world collides, because we would have homeless guys um, and gals, they would come in to the casino and then they're in the Luxor, because I worked at the Luxor, 
they have um, like one of those ponds with coins. People mm-hmm. throwing like a penny to make a wish and stuff like that. And every once in a blue moon, they would get really brave and they would just like storm in the front, jump, dive right in the water, grab a handful of it, load it in their pockets and run out. You know what I mean? And then it was just, it was fascinating, you know? And then, like, guys would come on property and they would get arrested and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's just, those worlds are, like, just rubbing together. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, nah, just move them over here or whatever. Have you ever heard of this where they actually buy bus tickets for homeless people to send them somewhere else? I didn't know that they did that. Yes. Like, the big companies, the city. like casinos, the oh, city. to send them to another They'll location. They'll send them to another city. Oh, that's why to lower our population of homelessness. To move, they basically just move them around. Oh my goodness! They're not trying to give them help that they need. They're not trying to feed them. They're not, they're just like, oh, let's make it somebody else's problem. Like, that's why the homeless population in San Francisco... That's what I was going to say. California was, is a big yes, one. Yes, is because they were from different parts of the country, uh-huh. and they go, well, the weather's nice. They'll probably survive out there better. So let's just send them there. And then especially the governor of San Francisco was just like, everybody's welcome. And that's why there's homeless people shitting on the sidewalks. Do, do you know about this? On uh, in- California? In San Francisco, specifically. Oh, no. I, oh, yes. I, did, I thought, like, it was everywhere, but more specifically. Well, it's everywhere. Okay. But specifically, San Francisco is a homeless haven because they... Literally, the human feces on the sidewalk in San Francisco has become such an issue. They created an application on your phone for iOS and Apple or um, and uh, Google Play that if you spot a shit on the street, you can report it. So that they'll they're better at Shut trying to track up. it down and cleaning it up. That's li- that's just one <laughs> aspect of the problem. No. And yes, there is, and if you go to like Southern California, there will be a multi like two point five million dollar home right across the street is a homeless encampment. Uh-huh. That there is extreme wealth and extreme poverty, ten feet apart from each other, and that is bonkers like that is just something that yeah like and i guess it is like how do you solve that problem what do you do mm-hmm. because i think that it's a numbers game okay. it's more of a numbers thing where you know how there's like you'll hear older folks that be like back in my day people weren't doing this and people weren't doing that and the crime was lower and blah 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 i go well because there was less people Right. Like a couple like a couple billion less people. Mm-hmm. So by sheer ratios, if you sit there and you go, okay, back in 1950, there was this many homeless people. Then the population boom after the wars and everything, the, that population, all demographics, the rich, the middle class, the lower class, and the homeless and all that stuff, all of those are going to increase at whatever rate. You know what I mean? So it's like you're dealing with a higher number of people and so you're increasing the likelihood of mental illness. You're increasing the likelihood, you know what I mean? Because you're just increasing the amount of people. So you're increasing, like, because humans aren't perfect. We're born with birth defects. We have problems. And, you know, for like air quotes, a healthy human mind, like, what is that? Like, how do you even measure that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I've said some things. Because I feel like we all. Like, every single human has probably said something that you land them in jail. Mm -hmm. But just because the right people didn't hear it, you're, you're, you're allowed to walk the streets. Right. And then, you know, there's, and then, like, homeless people specifically, a lot of them are either, majority of them are mentally ill. 
they have some form of mental illness where they cannot like function, you know, air quotes, function or operate in air quotes again, normal society. Right. And you know what I mean? Like I've ran into people that are normal and you talk to them for five minutes and you go, this guy's out of his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And he's the manager of this place. You know what I mean? And you go like, but then there's another guy, you know what I mean? I've had perfectly peaceful encounters with homeless people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's just amazing. Like, cause people just vary so widely, but like who gets to say what's okay and what's the norm? You know what yeah. I mean? Who gets to put that like that measurement? What's normal? Exactly. You know what I mean? Because I have definitely said some things, and I'm like, what's the difference between me being put in the same place that my clients and my patients are? Like I I I could think the same exact way and the same perspective. And back to like what you were saying about working in a casino and then seeing like the homeless population, it was definitely because my job was to help them get out of their like out of their state. And so I had to help them with their resumes. I had to help them get jobs. I had to help them like take them from place to place. So whenever we'd get like them ready then prepared for these interviews i would be you know i i dress i have to dress up for my job i have to look professional and when i meet with them we had to get them suits we had to find places that would give them vouchers and so whenever we get them dressed up and we get them haircuts and you know what i mean it also was an eye-opener for me because i didn't grow up like that like i'm not gonna say i was like extremely wealthy but i grew up where i didn't have to worry about certain things that most of like the of people who live in poverty have to i didn't have to worry about where my meal was coming from i didn't have to worry about uh whether bills were going to be paid or, or if the lights were going to be on or if you know what i mean i didn't have to worry about these the same things so it was definitely like an eye-opener and so when i was going through all of these different um all of these different outlets to get them things, the resources. So whenever I had to get the meal tickets and bus passes and um, suits from uh, places that would uh, volunteer, like voluntarily give them away, I I had to like it was it was like learning for me, not only for them, but only like also for me because I'm like this is how I have this is how I'd have to live if if I wasn't on my own path and I wasn't supported in the way that I was supported and so it definitely was an eye-opener but taking them to these places taking them to these interviews I was definitely the mediator because they couldn't there were some aspects of them they couldn't function and you know they would say inappropriate or do inappropriate things like um like I had to definitely be the mediator and Mm. to for them they're seeing like this homeless person they're like giving them a I would say just like they had a certain way of looking at them and I didn't I didn't like it like they're already putting them off you know what I mean they're already brushing them off they're already not wanting to interview them they are not taking them seriously and so to be the mediator to see this person because I had some like high level functioning people I was working with like they I had professors these people were college professors at one point doctors like they they went to school they had all this and then one day just snap like completely like 180 entire like mental health deteriorated and to see them not completely be respected in the same arena that they once were just because of who they are and what they look like now is is definitely biased and it it definitely made me uncomfortable and it definitely put into perspective that you know what i mean how you look and how you hold yourself means more than you know i mean what you actually know Because, like, these people were, again, doctors and professionals and clinicians at one point. And because 
they don't look that way anymore that they are now lowered or or put down their pedestal and it was it was it was just very eye-opening to see and I'm glad that I, I got that opportunity to see that part of it but it sounds like a really good experience you know what I mean like, that you they would sound like a like a long learning experience and very again like so. in your words eye-opening very much yeah so. I think a lot of people don't have experiences like that some people might live their entire lives without having that perspective you know what I mean to see how hard it is to actually get out there and I actually have a little story for something like really similar to that was that I was in the army with this guy and he was a he was a sergeant and he just one day we, we were talking and I was actually his subordinate but uh, he started we were having a conversation and he goes you know at one point I was homeless, you know, and I go, what, really? And he's like, yeah. And we were in the reserves. So we had to have regular jobs and stuff like that. And he goes, yeah, one time, and I don't even know how we got in this conversation because it was a bit of a personal story. And he goes, he was homeless and he had like shit in his pants or something like that. Or I don't know what happened to him, but he went on like this whole wild story and I'm paraphrasing because I only remember like the real main points of the story, but he just wanted to ask somebody the time and, you know, he was dirty and stuff like that. But he literally just said, hi, excuse me, sir. Um, do you happen to have the time? Because he had a watch on the guy had a watch on and the guy goes, I don't have any money. And he mm -hmm. goes, I didn't ask you for money. I just wanted to know the time. Um, dude, just leave me alone. I'm, I don't want to do this right now. I just get away from me. He goes, I just asked you the time, like what yeah. I don't understand. And then now he, you know, fast forward to where he was at that point where we're having this conversation. He's in the army. He's an E5. So he's a sergeant. He's in charge of people. Okay. Money. And he also does security. He did security, um, excuse me, security at a casino. And now people come up to him because he has a suit and a tie on. And he's well-groomed and all these other things. And they, they ask him, excuse me, sir. Um, and they're polite to him. And then they, they subdue to him. And he goes, I, I guess he, like the story was kind of like a basis of like really, especially what you talked about and what this story is, you don't judge a book by its cover because you never know who you're talking to. Right. And there's something to be said because like the saying first impressions are everything and it's just something deeply ingrained into our dna because it's people it's like a natural inclination that if you have a bad experience with someone the very first time meeting them you don't want to be around them right mm -hmm. that's just like an instinct but i don't know if you listened i don't know if it was episode two or three where i talked about a bad date where we didn't talk for a year and she forgot who I was. Did you listen to that? I didn't. Okay, so basically like whenever I meet someone and no matter like if I go on a date or if it's a new coworker or new anything, I go in because I know nothing about them, okay. right? Obviously. I know nothing about them. Okay. And I go in with a fresh perspective, right? And and this is something that I've had to train myself over time to do and that no matter how good or bad the first experience is i want to have several more experiences 
with them before I make any assumptions about them. Do you think it's possible, though, to make a second first impression? Yes. You think so? Yeah, and that's actually exactly what I did in this story. So I'll paraphrase, I'll like, I'll summarize the story for you. And I went on a date with this girl. Okay. And this, I was probably like 18 or 19. We went on a date and it went, the first date was horrible. And at that time I was not nearly, and I'm not very well spoken now. I'm still an idiot, but I was a lot bigger idiot then. I'm, I'm fresh out of high school. I'm a teenager, 19. I'm a teenager. So we go on the state. It was horrible. All she did, like, when I told her, I said, hey, I know this, you know, we didn't have too good of a first encounter. But even then, I was like, I still would like another chance to make it better. And she was like, no, all you did was talk about yourself when blah, 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 and all this stuff. And, like, I go, wait, what? Like, she basically... Was that her perspective? That was her perspective. When all she did was, like, it was an interview where all she did was ask me questions about me. Mm. And all I did was talk about myself. I go, well, you just kept asking me questions about me. And whenever I asked a question about you, I'd be like, what's your favorite color? Um, uh, she would say something like Venus. So, what, what, like, you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't even answer the question. Was just, like, so eager to get to know me and, like, mm-hmm. figure out, like, okay, do I want to see this guy again? And a year goes by. We match again on Tinder, I want to say it was. Okay. And we start talking, and I realize she doesn't know who I am. She has no idea who I am. No, completely clueless we set up another date and we show up we you know and this one because we went out to eat the first time this time we just went out for coffee mm-hmm. so we go out for coffee and then we're talking and everything within two minutes i knew she absolutely has no idea who i am she doesn't remember me and it was a bad date and i go how do you so i go this is my opportunity this is my opportunity to win her over completely Wait, and how I, long did you go? Wait, how long did you go before telling her we already I went on I never told her. <laughs> I never told her. I, that's just how I am. No. So, we, we go on this oh coffee day. And we talk, and we laugh, and we have a great time together for like three hours. We have a great day. This was a second first impression. Because I had a fresh start. But that wasn't fair. No. She didn't know. But I said, this is my time. I said, I want to see if it's possible because it said to me that maybe earlier that day she had a bad day. Maybe okay. something happened to her. Maybe a family member passed away two days ago. And I said something that triggered her and said like, oh, really? Because whoever that family member, I don't know. Like mm. I could think of endless scenarios as to why that first date went bad. Okay. And now I did a complete 180 and it was great. Okay. We talked for a little while afterwards, and we eventually she goes to me again anyways. Uh-huh. But <laughs> the thing was, I went from a horrible first date to a great first date. Yeah, she didn't know, and I never told her. Because I go, how many dates do you go on that you don't remember who you... Or do you go on that many bad dates? And then, again, I tried to keep talking to her after the second encounter, but she goes to me because... She was a good-looking girl, so I'm, she, she must have had a line out the fucking door of, you know, guys trying to talk to her. Okay. I'm assuming. I have no idea because she stopped talking to me after, like, two weeks. Okay. And we never met again. <laughs> but I, at that, I was, I, I said, I call that, I call this a total win. This is a total <laughs> fucking a win. Dumb. I go, I win. 
this is bullshit. I go, I'm not a horrible person. Oh you know what I mean? Because I was thinking I was the problem. Okay. And I go, and not saying that she was the problem, mm-hmm. but who knows what the problem was? I don't know. She didn't give me the opportunity to really figure it out, but. It sounds as though she kind of was the problem, though. Because, could have been. I mean, the second date wasn't your fault. And, I mean, the first date couldn't have been your fault, maybe, if you weren't saying anything. You know what I mean? Who knows? You know, who knows? Yeah. But that's another thing. I I don't know how I feel about... I actually, you know, I feel like there's a, it's a possibility to have another first impression. But the first impression is always going to stick. And whether you choose to go at it again is up to you. I just feel like the first impression is, like, it's already in your school. But then I feel like time passes people do change i really i truthfully believe oh, people yeah. change like i i believe that and you never know like she could have changed she could have definitely yeah, she been could like be a, a great person, person. you know me. she could she could have made her dates now i don't know maybe she does puzzles to better her memory <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but i also wanted to talk about like ghosting because there's so many different perspectives on that and me personally i'm trying to get better at it because it's never <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh, open admission so we're gonna start with that well like well like i'm just i'm just saying because i this has always been in the back of my mind i've always had this conversation with many different people but i feel as though ghosting has its perspectives and like not a lot of people so i feel like the thing is not a lot of people are able to fully communicate themselves and be open with people or certain people and so their attempts to isolate or put themselves in solitude or you know what i mean not be what is it called um not interactive we're pretty much like not like a lot of good communication well or? just like people don't know how to have that conversation like most oh, people like you know what i mean yeah it. you know yeah. what i mean like they don't know what to say yeah and it, i feel like it should like be just clear like hey it's just something i'm not feeling right now it's it's a bad timing and other than that, like some people are not good at it. Some people are, yeah. are just, you know, really scared of oh, yeah. having that conversation. It's really hard because oh, yeah. um, you never know. Again, like what you said, you don't know their their perspective, their upbringing, how they were. A lot of people are not confrontational, and conversations like that can be seen as confrontational. Yeah. But it's something you definitely have to work through and just no, have it's definitely those confrontational. I would say it is. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it should be. It though. is. It's a personal thing. You know what I mean? Because you're telling someone that you don't. But don't. You know what I mean? Like, but people take it personal. Yeah. I don't think it should ever be personal. I think. You know that's so hard. It you know is I mean? hard. That's so hard. But you should never take it. I feel like no I don't matter know if what. You can ever do that perfectly. You can. Yes, you can. can yes, you? you can. You can do it. <laughs> yes, you can. You can take yourself. Someone's because, gonna get hurt. No. Yeah. <laughs> someone is. But you need to. Both people need to not take it personal. I just feel like some people go into certain aspects of their lives, and it's just bad timing it's you know what i mean them personally what they're going through and i don't know it's i just think you shouldn't take it personal i think clear i would you would you do ghosting over clear communication oh that's so hard you would rather someone just like leave and not tell you the reason why on the person yeah i I think it completely depends on the person you know what i mean because i've like i don't think i've ever been in love but i i guess i can say directly that there was one girl I talked to earlier this year and we only hung out once and we talked and stuff like that. And we were making plans to hang out again, but she, I actually do appreciate this and I respect her for it. Cause she said, I'm talking to someone else 
and I just want to be friends because it's getting more serious with them. So, like, she was obviously, like, talking to multiple guys. Right. She chose the one she liked the best. Right. And told me that, you know, she was like, we can hang out, but just as friends. Right. I go, you know, I appreciate you just telling me that. Yeah. So that that way, you know what I mean, my feelings didn't go too far. Right. You know what I mean? And now this is something that hurts because within a week... She posts a photo of this guy that she chose. Okay. And he was a blatantly better looking guy than me. Okay. So that hurts. That's going to hurt your ego when, and especially if you realize like, damn, that motherfucker does look better than me. You know what I mean? Like, Uh because this guy was a lot more fit than I am. Like, I'm not out of shape, but this guy was more in shape. (laughs) He was larger than I am in Every way, like I don't know if he had a bigger dick, but I'm saying like, like you know what I mean. I'm <laughs> Those things like, that really matter like, here. <laughs> from one photo, you know what I mean. So it's like he was more built, okay, and that hurts. But I was like, you know what? I'm also not mad because she did make a better choice. Because <laughs> I'm like, this guy. Is I'm not even mad at yeah. you. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even that mad. Because that guy's hot. You know what I mean? I'm like, it I, is what so it I is. So I feel like it doesn't really affect your ego that much because you can... You can it hurt a little. Okay, I'm going to be honest. It hurt a fucking little. Okay, just Because I'm like, you chose someone that was better looking. Now, is he funnier than me? Is he smarter than me? That's when yeah. I start questioning. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's obvious he's better looking. Okay. And I, then again, that's still subjective. Because... But for me, yeah. I'm like, that guy is better looking than me. And to her, obviously, she felt... I don't know. But is that you just putting it into perspective, like, because he's better looking, or because she chose him, that he is better looking? Because he could, like, you have to actually show me the dude, because then I would have to, I would have to. I don't, she only posts him on the story. But I I just feel like you saying, like, she chose him, now now he is better looking. Not, he is better looking because she chose him, you know what I mean? Yeah, but definitely I've had a girl, because... She's actually been one of the few girls that actually told me that I'm choosing this other guy. I other that. times, like, girls will just ghost you, and then within that week, they post a photo with the guy that they chose without telling you. Okay. They just ghost you. Okay. And there's been times where I've been ghosted, and they post a picture of the guy, I go, I'm, I'm better looking than that guy. Like, not to toot my own fucking horn, but look at this chubby fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, I know I look better. He's obviously probably a better speaker and i just started thinking like how can i be better not saying to like you know what i mean i'm like i guess like it's still you just want to know why yeah because i guess but can it just be like there's there is no reason like yeah maybe there is it literally has nothing to do with physical has you know what i mean it has literally everything to do with energy like he said something one day and it just like sparked her like something her grandma used to say you know what i mean and that was that was a thing that's totally he has no money he's less better looking small dick like all of these different things and he said just one thing at the right time or you know what i mean just like in the movies when you see somebody like oh my gosh i was about to be ran over by a car and he he saved the day and just like that moment was the moment and it has nothing to do with your physical it has nothing to do with you 
at all they took you out of the equation once they popped up you know what i mean so i it definitely is hard because you want to put your own ego and be like so what aspect of me do i need to work on like why didn't this person choose me and i don't even think it's that like i've definitely gotten good at like not everyone's a good fit not everyone not everyone is supposed to be in that arena some people are meant to like i feel as though what we as humans forget is we need to also commit to friendships to like less sexual less monogamy like we need to just be friends at the most basic level and then grow from that i feel like relationships are better when they're friendship based and then they sprout from to relationship versus like okay i like this cool girl i want to be relationship ego she chose somebody else that person probably was meant to just be a friend or could have just been a better friend you know what i mean i feel as though we just need to work through those type of friendships and those type of connections versus making everyone, you know, the one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I guess I soften the blow on myself because I'm like, I don't think everyone is the one. I'm just like, I'm still figuring out what I like. You know what I mean? Because at least for me, I'm like, I think the earliest I could accept getting married is like 27. I don't know why. That's just a number. 27 is the earliest? Yeah. Like, and that's just like, I've met two girls. I'm 24 now. How old are you? I'm 23. Yeah. So I'm, when's your birthday? August 26th. Okay. Um, oh, my dad's four days after. Oh, that's but, um, He's a Virgo. I like dad, him. I'm a fro up. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, yeah, I want to say there's two girls that if one, I fucked up. The first girl that I met, I definitely fucked it up. Mm -hmm. It was on me. I'll take full responsibility. Like, to go into that is, like, a whole, like, gotta go on forever. But, like, all the mistakes that I made. But one, I was like, yeah, I could have seen this. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we we had a long history. Like, we, you know. And I was like, I could see this going, like, being a serious, serious relationship. But I fucked it up like an idiot. And then the second one, like, I knew her for a very short period of time. But... I, w- I had very quickly, like, I guess it's just a feeling. It's Maybe it's like a chemistry or a vibe. Yeah. Or maybe her aura was red and mine is blue and it just went together. <laughs> but, you get your yeah. to make purple. <laughs> <laughs> but, fucking making Barneys. But um, it's just something about her. And, you know, I really liked her. And she shut that shit down. She was like, you know, I got to have a serious relationship. And I'm emotional. This is something that a few girls have said. I'm emotionally unavailable. And why is what it, does why that are you mean? saying it like that? <laughs> what does that mean? It means that I'm not in the capacity to fully give myself to you. I'm I'm not in the capacity to fully love you the way that either you're expecting or you need or like you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not able. I can't. I, sh- I can't. I'm literally still ho- held up or still healing from past shit and I can't fully give myself to you. Does that make sense? <laughs> like ah. Like, it's definitely, when someone says that, they're still not clinging to the past, but they're still healing from past shit. Whether they're still in contact with person or the energy, you're still healing from it. And you have not, you know what I mean, pushed that threshold where you're ready and you're completely healed. I feel like that's another thing. We want to jump in from relationship to relationship and we need to forget, like, not forget, but we need to remember 
we need to heal this like what went wrong what what um program what like what i went through here heal that move on to the next one heal that move on to the next one and not even that take those breaks because i feel like dating multiple people at a time is stressful and it's, it's like, exhausting it is exhausting i feel like especially for men i don't know how men do it i feel like with women it's a little bit more easier for us to date with multiple people versus like men i feel like it's no well yeah i feel like there's many more responsibilities as a man yes. versus a woman. We kind of just like get to like sit pretty and you know what I mean? Do our thing versus like a man has to actually put in work and you know what I mean? Do those things. But dating multiple people, I think is a no You know, a couple guys are going to hear that and be like, I am really, no, really like these but that, men. But that's the thing. You have to look at both sides. Yeah. And that's why I ask. I don't know i didn't know what that meant because it's like <laughs> did you ever ask though i tried but it's like i was too emotionally like hurt at the time to be like why you know what i mean do you but, ever like under like do you understand what you did during the relationship or after the fact in which one in either the second of one? them and no uh, the first one after the fact and the second one in the moment well, that's good in the moment's good yeah if you actually put in the work but i feel like after yeah. the fact is for it's you to, yeah it's it's gone the, yeah the relationship's like, dead like you again, ruin it. <laughs> if you at least realize your mistakes you can grow from that you can grow from it's it. all about mm-hmm. growth yeah at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you gotta think at the same time at least whenever i think of like people making their decisions our frontal cortex which is a part of the brain responsible for responsible for decision making isn't fully developed until you're 25 years old okay so i'm 24 I'm going to be 25 in March, and on my birthday, I will see if I feel a change, and I will let everybody know. <laughs> but I don't know, like, Hi, how guys, this much, is Brian. I, yeah, am, I am officially changed yeah, since no March. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I feel the transformation. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to turn to a werewolf. Right now. But I don't know. There's something to it. Like, I think it's definitely powerful. And then there's, you know, everybody, every single person is different. And I've always been told that I was mature for my age. Or you, you have know, an old soul. Oh, no, the <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. But yeah, it's okay, like, just keep it's like, okay, I'm just annoyed by people my age. But it's right, just like, is that, is that all it takes? But I mean, I think like that's why, like, because I work with grown men all day long, mm-hmm. and that's why I love having conversations with women. Which is why, like, I have the most conversations with my mom, like, most of the time, because like that's the closest woman to me in my life, and just to hear different perspectives. That's why, like. Like I had said earlier, echo chambers are really dangerous. Like, do not obviously surround people with uh, surround yourself with people that love you and that support you. But you also want people that are going to challenge your ideas. You want to have you want to grow. Like everything's about growth, becoming a better person. And I guess another thing is like nobody's perfect. We're gonna make mistakes. We're gonna fuck up, and that is across the board. Anything in existence was either created by humans, is ran by humans, we're all just people, and we're not perfect. So when someone expects something to be perfect, well, who made it? A person? Do you think it's possible that they fucked up? No, this was made by a robot. Like, whether it's a material thing, it's like, oh my god, it just broke. I'm like, well, who designed the robot? Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, you just gotta be willing and open to accept the fact that, you know, we're just not perfect. Mm. And... 
People are going to fuck up in relationships, in life. They're going to say dumb shit. They're going to do dumb things. But there has to be a path to redemption. You have to be able to change. Like you said, you believe that everybody can change. And sometimes people need to be told. Sometimes people just need to be influenced. Sometimes people just need to hear one thing that makes a connection in their brain that causes them to change. And we're an hour and 15 minutes into this. So... Do you have any last, you know, anything? Yeah. Um, no, you summed it up pretty well. I this is this this entire experience has made me even more excited to start my own podcast. I look forward to listening to it. I I look forward to hearing. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, it was this was a great experience and definitely opened my mind to a lot of things that I personally was shut off to and didn't even think about. Um, so I definitely enjoyed it. That's good. Um, did you, what was the name of your podcast again? Prison Podcast. Prison Podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you said you plan on having guests on, right? I do. So if you would like to come on. Board. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the Prison Podcast and, um, do you, are you going to create an Instagram account or anything for it? Or? I do. I have an Instagram account. I have Go it. ahead. Plug it. It's prism.podcast. Okay. And then I'll put it somewhere in your bio. Uh, yeah, I could link it. There you I'll, go. I'll put a link in my uh, my post on Instagram. Okay. Um, but we're going to wrap this up here. Thank you very much for doing this. And thank you uh, for having me. listen in because I'm going to do more of these, going to have more guests on. So thank you all and have a good night.